Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, baby. It's time to settle down. Settle down. Listen to the soothing sound. Oh, yeah. This? Oh my god, this? Oh yeah, this. Oh yeah, this. He's on a roll. Hello, and welcome back to On a Roll, where we take an unhealthy obsession in an actor's filmography. My name is Tom, and joining <laughs> me as ever is... It's Emma. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How are we? That was too many hellos, wasn't it? <laughs> Hello, 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 hi, hello, greetings. Hello, hi, hey, hi, hey there. Yeah, no, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Good, good. After last week, I took it upon myself to um, watch all of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you, to be honest? And I'll be honest with you, they're all bangers. The first, I only watched the first three. Oh, I was going to say, did you watch the newer ones? Because you no, said you, no. you don't know if you like them, but... I do. No, I've yet, to, I've yet to watch those ones again. I remember watching the fourth one in the cinema, in 3D, and I didn't enjoy that because it yeah. was at that time when, um, when 3D was all the was rage. A big thing. Yeah. <laughs> do they still do that? I guess they do. Yeah, but, but I. I never bothered to go anymore. It's not included in the like Cineworld Unlimited price, and I'm not going to pay 18 pound a month and then pay an extra like tenner when I want to go see do a you film. Not, do you not get it? after you get upgraded to the black card i don't know i don't know i just never bother i just feel like i don't want to have glasses on you know when i'm trying well, to it's, ne- it's never worth it anyway no um, exactly i remember i remember the the time when i realized it um was this is a bit of a spoiler actually Ooh. because closure is i went to watch guardians of the galaxy when it <gasps> initially came out and i saw, originally saw it in 2d and then I loved it so much that I went back and watched it in 3D. Ah. Um, and I remember thinking it was a lot worse experience watching it in 3D. Yeah, I feel like it, it was just such a gimmick. The colours were more muted, you couldn't really see what was going on. I think, again, to bring up some Zoe movies, I think the mainstream gimmick of 3D IMAX came in when Avatar came out. And it was oh, like, Avatar's oh, absolutely to blame. we're going to see Avatar in 3D and you had all the little like alien sprites floating towards you and it was like, oh, this is amazing. And then it's something that wears off very quickly just yeah. with anything technological that isn't strictly necessary. Well, it, it's it's always um, it's always Hollywood like learning yeah. the wrong lessons from things, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, Avatar made a shitload of money and it was in 3D. It must be the 3D. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, I think feel like these days it's like, oh, um, Deadpool did well, and that's a superhero movie with an R rating, so mm-hmm. let's make R-rated superhero movies. So like, yeah. you know, like the w- Logan, um, I feel like Zack Snyder's new one, 
Justice League, new Justice League is R-rated. Yeah, I feel um, like you're definitely right. They just try and repeat the same formulas, but lightning doesn't strike twice, people. Some things it, well, have just like, got it. And some things you know, just when, like, don't. The Matrix ca- when The Matrix came out, mm-hmm. like loads of films after that, they will have bullet time or like yeah, um, action shots like that. Because like that. when was it? I think it was probably just before lockdown. Mm-hmm. It was like the twentieth, twenty fifth anniversary or whatever of the Matrix, so they like put it back in cinemas. So I went to see it in the cinema. Yeah, and I, watching it again because I haven't watched it in years. I was like, oh yeah, like so many films that I've seen like try and get this style or like these shots. Yeah, I think like with anything for me, these films do so well because they're so unique and they bring something new to the cinema. So when you mm. try and recreate that what like what is the actual point like avatar did so well because it was like so different like you hadn't had like a virtually fully cgi sci-fi world with like giant blue people and stuff like it was very yeah. new well, it, so when um when star wars came out like the original star wars in 1979 um you had like a boom of like space films yeah after that because everyone was like oh the thing that sells is space yeah, and then, you, and then like when Twilight came out, like there was all the vampire shit. Like, like true it just goes in these and... cycles, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I think we've just done five minutes of actual film analysis. <laughs> I've just. Oh I've no, just... I feel Ill. I feel lightheaded. Oh no, Jesus Christ! Well, to be honest, oh, my... listener, that's all you're getting because the film analysis I have for the films this week aren't particularly groundbreaking or interesting. Um, so, <laughs> so, so yeah, if you're listening for the first time, d- don't don't expect it to continue in this in a similar no, in tone fact, to what we just usually. Usually it starts with utter chaos and bullshit, and then it goes into sort of more film analysis. So, yeah. Um, it's so the yeah, buckle this up because if it, if it's the opposite this week, you're in for a ride. Hella fuckery. <laughs> so shall we explain what this podcast actually is? <laughs> yeah. So this podcast is a podcast about filmographies where we choose one actor each series and we watch all of their films or media offerings in chronological order. So series one was all about Robert Pattinson, series two was all about Ryan Gosling, and we are now on series three, and we're watching all that we can find um, starring Zoe Saldana. So yeah, here we are. Here we are. Here we are. We are we are in the thick of it um, for her career beginnings, I feel. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've done so we've done well so far, um, and yeah. I think we've hit um, hit a rough patch. We've hit a pothole, and the tire uh, has exploded, week. and we're on the side of the road waiting for the AA. <laughs> so I think you've described it very well for this week, um, saying everything that we can find of Zoe Saldana. Because <laughs> yeah. um, so this week we've watched The Terminal, Haven, and Constellation, yeah. and. Constellation was a very hard film to find, but also at this point in her filmography on IMDb is listed a film called Temptation, mm-hmm. which is a film that she's in, but it is a film that has never been released. But I found out why it's on her IMDb. Okay. Because it was shown at a film festival. Ah, uh, okay. So it was te- it has technically had like a screening and a showing. So was she, it that you know, bad? It never went to wide release? Well, I'll... Shall I talk to you about it before we get into the actual films? That yeah, we've, yeah. Give us some background. Watched. Go on. So, this is just a little, little, little bit on Temptation um, before we get into films that we've actually seen. So, I'll, I'll, shall I describe you the plot? 
Yeah, yeah. This is, this is the plot as listed on its Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. So it's a 2004 movie musical. Oh, we missed a movie musical. I Damn know, it. I know. Gutted. Um, it tells the story, it tells the tale of Faust. I think it's like a, a modern adaptation of it. Making a deal with the devil mm-hmm. in a rock musical format. Oh, so it was a rock musical. Wow. Um, there's little spoken dialogue in the film. Okay. So, you know, it's sung through. Story is of Annie, played by Zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. who works in a nightclub to support her boyfriend, Billy. To settle an old debt with the nightclub owner, Pablo, Nicoli and his personal assistant, Sabrina, make a deal with Annie to make Billy a star. However, Nicoli warns her, if she utters the words, after all I've done for you, mm. then he will claim part of her soul. Oh my God. That sounds Annie intense. Is conf- she is confident in her love for Billy and agrees. However, however, however. She, does, she does ultimately lose the deal and has to pay. <gasps> Whoa. So he takes her voice. Oh my God. Enter the little mermaid. Howie makes a deal with Nicole to get her voice back, even if he has to lose his entire soul for her. His entire soul, not just a part of it. And then it d- it doesn't say how how the story ends. But apparently the uh, show uses character... It keeps calling it a show in this, which is interesting. Mm. Even though it's a film. Yeah. Um, the show uses characteristics of operati- operatic recitative as it is only being sung in rock form and is similar to musicals such as Rent and Bear. Ooh. The vocals were recorded live on set during filming, much like the independent musical film Open House, rather than the lip-syncing process done in most movie musicals. Interesting. Which is also done um, in the Les Mis film from 2017. I mean, you can tell um, from Amanda Seyfried singing. Oops, yeah. I just hit the microphone. Sorry to your ears. <laughs> uh, the film was shot primarily with green screen backgrounds, and all the songs were sung live on set before uh, the film version. Hmm. Uh, oh, yeah, it's comparing it to Les Mis. There you go. I would uh, like in to see it. In 2017... I think I've said that the lamest film came out in 2017. That's because I was like skimming this article. Yeah. Um. It it didn't come out in 2017. It came out way before then. I, I was think. gonna say yeah. I think I watched that when I was in like college or something. Yeah. Uh. In 2017, producer Kerry Barden revealed the film has not yet had its release due to the fact that they felt the product the product was unfinished. We hope to release the film soon. Um, I don't want to see it. It's too old now. It's like, four years later, Kerry, way and you've still old. not released it. Yeah. And it was refil- It was filmed in 2004 so that should not be released it's officially dated i'm calling it time of death time of death 2nd of may 2021 <laughs> do but not do you release what, that do film you know what, do you know what movie or do you know what um festival it was shown at the new york musical festival <laughs> any excuse to do she loves that a bit of new, she accent. loves a bit of new york new york new york yeah, wow. I, actually, I was actually thinking about this. I want to make a tally of how many <laughs> films Zoe Saldana has been in that are set in or in, an, in or around or have the subject matter of New York. Okay, we because need I to think, catch I up think on the percentage, what we've I think the percentage is pretty high so far. Uh-huh. It must be. It's been like at least one per episode, I think. So that said, let's kick it off with The Terminal, which is set in uh, New York Airport. <laughs> New York which is something I only realised towards the end of the film. 
Yeah, um, same. Even though it was mentioned loads of times, I suddenly went, oh shit, he's trying to get into New York. It just occurred to me, yeah. Because they keep calling it America in the film. They're like, you will not set foot on like US soil. Yeah. They don't mention New York straight away. But then everybody pulls together and in New York. They, get, they have that New York spirit that we love. <laughs> um, so The Terminal. Yeah. What's, what's this film about, Emma? <laughs> this film is about... I was going to say Tom Cruise. That's not a good start, is it? <laughs> oh, God. It might oh be, a very, it'd be a very different film. Uh, oh, my God. What's his name? What's his name? We had his son a few weeks ago. I was so high on drugs when I watched this film. <laughs> Just a disclaimer. Not not recreational drugs. I have been a, poor, a poorly girl this week. And I've been taking a lot of cocodamol. Don't do it at home, kids. So when I watched this film, I don't think I was in <laughs> the right state of mind. And I don't think I took it in um quite as well as i should have i've just had to google his name what's his name tom hanks <laughs> i was refusing to tell you tom hanks. I was like, i'm saying i'm saying silent until oh my god that's awful yeah i my memory is not very good this week um anywho so this film is about tom hanks playing a where's he from it's like a made-up country but it's like it's like krakosh i think it's meant to be like sort of central europe russia he speaks sort of. he speaks bulgarian yeah so. so um he basically is going to new york new york for, for reasons which we later find out and then when he lands it turns out that his country where he's from has come under some kind of like military coup and there's some kind of like civil war going on so they can't accept any people flying in from his country but he's also not allowed to fly home and it creates this strange loophole where like he isn't able to go anywhere but he's also like not illegal i guess he just doesn't technically exist for that moment they keep describing him, him as unacceptable yeah, so, they're like, we but, can't send you back and you can't stay here, so they have to leave there's him been in. A, there's been a coup and yeah. basically his country doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like, legally. On, like, a technicality. And and also the people who've taken, like, seized control of his country have closed the borders. Yeah. Um. So, one, his country doesn't exist anymore, so his passport's invalid. Mm-hmm. Because they've closed the borders, his visa's no longer valid and he can't get a new visa without her getting a new passport but he can't get a new passport because his country doesn't exist. Yeah. Or his country isn't recognised by the United States. Yeah, so basically so he... they force him to stay at the airport until like they can confirm his identity, which ends up being, what, like eight months or nine months well, or something. Well, I found it, based on like the stamps that, spoilers, Zoe puts on, keeps putting on his um, visa applications, mm. it's over a year that he's there. Fucking hell. I think I got off on the wrong foot with this film because I, like I said, I've been ill this week, so I wasn't really in the mood to watch something that I didn't want to. But I watched it anyway because I'm dedicated to the pod, people. And um, I think when you see Tom Hanks and he starts talking in that, like, Bulgarian-ish accent, I thought it was a joke. So and did I, I. And I thought that it was going to be like a comedy and I was fully expecting him to be like, oh, I'm just kidding or like start talking in an American accent. In Tom Hanks voice, So when yeah. he carried on, I was like, this is just him now then for the film. And I just think, I don't know if the accent's good or not, but it sounds like a parody. Like it sounds like Borat or something. Oh, he's talking like this all the yeah. time. It's just like, I just I, couldn't get my on board for, with My it. fourth note for this film is, I can't take it if Tom Hanks talks like this for the entire film. Well, that was what I was thinking. I was like, 
I was fully expecting him to just, yeah, be winding them up. So then I was like, oh, I can't really take this seriously as like a drama because it's just such a strange accent. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's not. I don't think it is a drama, but it's... Well, I I didn't realise until the end of the film, but this is a Steven Spielberg film. Yeah, oh, I knew it was going into it, which is why I think I had such high expectations. So yeah. when I was a little bit disappointed, Spielberg, Spielberg, Spielberg's one of my favourites, so I was a bit like, oh, was that it? <laughs> it's like a comedy drama. This is the, as of July 2017, I don't think he's worked with him since, uh, Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg have collaborated five times, and this is the only one in their film collaboration which hasn't been nominated for any academy awards yeah and i think it's the only i think it's spielberg's only film that's not been nominated for any as well i've actually um not heard anyone mention this film before see i've I've heard it mentioned and have you it it's been not because it's on netflix and it kept getting like it was always on my netflix recommended and i was like why why (laughs) have i never why have I never heard of this? Yeah. And then I and it was one that I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch that. Maybe I'll watch that. And then when I saw that we were going to be watching it for this, I was like, mm. oh, I'll put it off mm-hmm. and, and watch it fresh. But yeah. I saw Stanley Tucci and I thought, fuck yeah, I love that guy. But even he didn't excite didn't, me. Didn't lift it. Didn't it was, lift it was it. all right, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, my two, like, notes mm. are, my two notes are, I am finding this deeply distressing because he's obviously stuck in the airport terminal and he's having to like forage through bins and sleep on the chairs and i was just like this is awful and then my other note was i fucking hate airports i hate airports emma get off my level get off your level my first note is i hate airports oh my god that's my second note that's my second note get off my my level i really do and like this is just a quick segue but i if you're one of these people soz but i do not understand people that are like oh my god such vibes that 3am car ride to the airport and they have their airport outfits and it's like joggers and a matching top and they've got their cute suitcases and they're Sorry. like oh i just love going for breakfast in the airport i'm just like people Why? have people have that vibe i yeah, thought yeah, everyone yeah. hated it no 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 tom we're in the minority so many people like vibe off going to the airport and i don't fucking understand it i don't Listen, I'll tell you what I do listen vibe. here, listener. If you love going to the airport, email me on a rollpod at gmail.com and tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. <laughs> Ain't uh, nothing but an airport. Tell me why. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, what I do vibe is those cool little flippy signs, though. They're cool as fuck. Which ones? Oh, the ones that, that show have the, the departures on. and yeah. and they just go and they flip <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah, they're really I find cool. Them cool. It's satisfying when they go quickly. <laughs> so I was like, could this ever happen? This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Right. I felt really bad for him. To be fair, the movie was inspired by the story of Murhan Nasseri, an Iranian refugee. In 1988, Whoa. he landed at Charles de Gaulle Airport near Paris after being denied entry to England because his passport and United Nations refugee certificate had been stolen. French authorities wouldn't let him leave the airport. He remained in Terminal 1, a stateless person with nowhere else to go. Wow. He has since been granted permission to either enter France or return to Iran. He chooses to continue to live in the terminal and tell his story to those who will listen. What? Reportedly, his mental health has deteriorated over the years. When given the opportunity to live in France, he refused because the documents did not name him as Sir Alf- Sir Alfred, and he claims to have forgotten his native Persian. 
Reportedly, he left the terminal in August 2006 to be hospitalised for an unspecified illness. What? DreamWorks reportedly paid him quarter of a million pounds for the use of his biography. Oh, my God. So do we know where he is now or if he's okay? Uh, I don't. I can Google it if you want. I yeah, please. I haven't looked up that. I'm suddenly concerned about this man. <laughs> where is he? What did he do with his $250,000? His stay ended at the, at the airport ended in July 2006 when he was hospitalised and his sitting place dismantled. Towards the end of January 2007, he left the hospital and was looked after by the airport's branch of the French Red Cross, he was lodged for a few weeks in a hotel close to the airport. On the 6th of March 2007, he was transferred to an Emmaus Charity reception centre in Paris's 20th arrondissement, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Since 2008, he has continued to live in a parish shelter. Oh, There is no wow. like story of his death or anything like that. So, <laughs> Well, that's a relief. Yeah. Wow, um, fascinating. And do you want to see a picture of him? Yeah, I do. We'll um we'll post this up for the listeners. I don't know how well you can see that. That is blurry as hell. Yeah, it's not the oh, best yeah. photo to oh, be honest yeah. with you. He looks like a Pixar character. He does. Tell you who he, he looks, looks like. He looks like the guy that shines Woody's eyeball and sews his arm back on. Funny you about you say that because I was about to say he looks like the guy out of I think it's what's it called Jerry's Game, not Gerald's Game. That's the Stephen King thing, isn't it? Jerry's um, Game. Yeah, there's there's a Pixar short of a guy playing chess. Oh yeah, in the park. yeah, yeah, but yeah. That I believe that is the same model slash character that they used for the character who cleans up Woody. So oh, God. there's this, a little Pixar knowledge podcast, for you. This podcast is just interesting factoid after interesting. There's factoid. so many layers. There's so, so many, many layers. layers. <laughs> the layers are there. We're like an onion or ogres. <laughs> right. So yeah, airports are shit. The film was a slightly distressing experience for me because I just didn't enjoy seeing Tom Hanks being stressed. I just didn't enjoy it. <laughs> well, I'm getting like fucked over by Stanley Tucci. Yeah, so, Stanley like, he, Tucci was just like out to get him, like Tom and Jerry style. <laughs> he he like works out that he can make money by returning like the the carts that people transport their luggage on because you get 25 cents for returning one cart. So he just goes around collecting them and gets money and he buys Burger King and shit. And then there's like a bit of a romance between him and Catherine Zeta-Jones, who I just have to declare now, I, I've i discovered that she's one of those actresses that I've always heard the name of. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she looks like. Well, you do now. <laughs> I do now. Well, but I don't, I don't know that I could tell you again. No. You could probably show me a picture of Catherine Zeta-Jones and I would go, I don't know who that is. It's like, I, I don't know if people want to talk about him, but Army Hammer. um like i've always found that he's just got a face that like you know me i Mm -hmm. i am like i have like everyone's face saved in my head tom is like an iphone facial recognition feature but him i couldn't pick him out in a a lineup of regrettably chiseled men regrettably i could and that's because i had a huge crush on him after watching the social network but i'm yeah i don't again couldn't have told you that he was in that I don't feel great about that now, knowing that, you know, he is a weirdo. Actual cannibal. abuser and a cannibal. So if you don't know about that, Google it. But, you know, beware. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, she's apparently another person whose face I can't... um... (laughs) Is she the one who's in Entrapment or is that someone else? I've got no idea. I don't think I've seen it. What She does like... 
I'm going to have to Google it again. I don't, oft- <laughs> I don't often Google things, but... Dun, 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 dun. It is Catherine Zeta-Jones. I've seen the film Entrapment. I couldn't well, have told you that that was the same woman. <laughs> there you go. There oh you bloody God. go. I think Who in my head... Me? In my head, her and Nigella Lawson are the same person. Like, what? As in the face. They've got the same face in my head. Like, when I think Catherine mm. Zeta-Jones, I think... She looks like Nigella Lawson, even though she doesn't. It's weird. It's very weird. Oh, fair, fair enough. Um, anyway, he has a bit of a romance with her, yeah. but they don't actually get together. And then he, he like makes friends with all the airport staff. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it's revealed that he's gone there because he carries around this jar of peanuts with him the entire time. But it's not actually a jar of peanuts. It's got like pictures of jazz musicians in it, and it, his father was a massive jazz fan. And yeah. he wanted to get the autograph of this jazz player who lives in New York. New York. And his father's dead, but he promised him that he'd get his signature. And he manages uh, to get the signature at the end. It's, it's, ho- it's kind of wholesome. Bit of a weird ending, though. Like It is, yeah. You ju- he uh, just goes and gets the signature and then the film ends. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was underwhelmed. And at that point, I just stopped caring like because it had kind of gone on for too long, if that makes mm, sense. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, because we found out about the jazz musician thing so late, I was a bit like, oh. And then, it, yeah, it was over so quickly. I feel like I wanted to find that out halfway through the film, not like three mm. quarters of the way through. And I thought it would be something more... <laughs> I didn't care. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly it. It just ended and I was like, oh, well, that was two hours. I was like, oh, so you got the signature, back. that's nice. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Steven Spielberg. There is, a sub, there is a subplot where one of the staff that he befriends is played by Diego Luna. Mm-hmm. And he is in love with Zoe Saldana's character, who is, she's like the visa approver. Yeah. And he gets Tom Hanks to like find out about her and what she, her interests and stuff and try yeah. and woo her for him. And in return, he gives him food because um, he works in like the catering bit. Like he delivers the airplane moves. It's a good deal if you ask me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is revealed that Zoe Saldana's character is a convention fan, and not only a convention fan, but a Star Trek fan, which is obviously... foreshadowing. Oh, she's going to be in Star (laughs) Trek, wow. And also, obviously, he went on to be in Star Wars as well. And not only that, but uh, they're both in the film The Book of Life. Oh, in which they play, well, they voice characters that are together and get get married by the end. Spoilers God. for that film when we have to watch it. The cinemaverse is just a strange place. Uh, I don't know if that one's set in New York or not, but... Um, <laughs> sure, we'll find well, out. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, I'll laugh if it is, though. Um, yeah. Another one to the tally. And then I've just got a few questions. Because he lives there for a year. Okay. Where is he washing his clothes? Yeah, I had the same question. I assumed he wasn't. But his clothes look pristine throughout. Mm-hmm. How many clothes has he got with him? Um, I mean, he does. He ends up working because he gets a job with the builders who work mm-hmm. on the airport. Yeah. Um, how is he getting paid for that? I don't really know. No. Uh, I think they might wish be doing cash, but still. Yeah. And... Is it, early in the film he's seen showering by sticking his head under a tap. Ugh. Does he does he continue to do that for the whole year? Also, I'm fairly certain that airports have showers, right? Yeah, 
I think so. I don't know, Whether he had access, I don't like know. That. Yeah, maybe not. But yeah. Uh, it was just... It was there. all right, wasn't it? <laughs> probably the, I don't even probably think Probably the best one that we watched this week. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't bode well, really, does it? <laughs> so should we, should we give it a rating? Yes. <laughs> so for people listening for the first time, uh, rating system is based on the actor's, uh, given actor's name. So with... With Robert Pattinson, it was pat on the back or shat on the back. With Ryan the Goose Gosling, it was a loosey-goosey or a juicy-goosey. And with Zoe Saldana, we have many ever-growing <laughs> options. Yeah. Um, is it a Zoe Saldana or a Zoe Saldana? <laughs> is it a let's a go Saldana or a Noe Saldana? <laughs> I, I think appropriate for this film from my perspective is it was a Zoe Saldana. Ah. Or is it, it is it the terminal or the terminally ill? Oh my god. <laughs> Holy crap. I started that one so I finished it, but as soon as I said it I was like, oh no. I think terminally ill is a bit strong, although I'm sure that one of the later films that from this episode could be described as terminally ill. But for me, the terminal just gets a, yeah, a terminope. Probably, I'm gonna put a, an alternative one. Okay. <laughs> it was a Zoe Seldan bleh. <laughs> Zoe Dan bleh. <laughs> it was just meh. It's yeah, just a agreed. meh film. Uh-huh. Uh, it's on Netflix if anyone wants to watch it it's after like that. It's like two hours, so I wouldn't ring- Oh, so long. So long. So long. I was like, surely like it's going to come to a head soon, and I checked, and there was an hour left. Yeah. I was like, oh my Fuck god. That. No way. Not worth it. Anyway, we'll move on to Haven. <laughs> yeah. I have three notes for this film, but we'll get into it. <laughs> okay, so Haven... I don't really know how to describe this film. Um, it's um, I'll try, <laughs> which is never a good idea. <laughs> it's um, a guy who does some like dodgy tax stuff. He does dodgy. Yeah. Ta- he's basically a rich white guy, and he stores some of his money in the Cayman Islands because it's a tax haven. And one thing leads to another. Stannis Baratheon sets him up, I think. I can't quite remember. And the FBI come knocking on his door, but he's already jumped ship at that point. They flee to the Cayman Islands, and he's with his daughter, I should say. When I say they, he's with his teenage daughter. And it becomes about him doing dodgy tax stuff, Orlando Bloom being in love with Zoe Saldana, um, but he's a white man and her family aren't happy about it and they're quite a strict religious family so they don't like her seeing boys and there's just a lot of moving parts and Anthony Mackie plays her brother. Return of. And it's the first time I've ever hated Anthony Mackie because I love that man but I was just like, I hate this character so much. Yeah, it, it's weird, isn't it? Also, it's just a strange film. Did you, There's did too you much refer going on. to did you refer to Bill Paxton as some guy? Um, is he the guy from Twister? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, but Bill, yeah. Bill Paxton is the mate. Well, the guy who's running from the police. Did you know fact about Bill Paxton? He's the okay. only act. He's the only actor to be killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator. That is really quite cool. 
Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name. It's not been a good week for me, guys. I'm really trying. <laughs> and the guy um, from Twister is all you're getting from me. But it has got, it has got an, a, a crazy cast. Yeah, um, the cast is alarmingly good for such a So there's Stannis the Manus Baratheon. Um, mm-hmm. Love it, him. Ever so briefly in it, um, he's like talking to someone at a bar, but he's played by an actor whose name I can't remember. And I don't think I've ever known, actually. But he's oh, in... Oh, 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 I know. Oh, Lee Ingleby. Oh, no, Lee Ingleby's in it. Lee Ingleby yeah. is in it. But he plays No, his son. no, I'm talking about someone else. He's his son, isn't he? Oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a guy who's in... Um, he was in Heroes, and he was in Merlin. And he, ah, two shows I've not seen, yes. Yeah, and he was... <laughs> he's in... <laughs> did the Three Musketeers on BBC as well. But um, what's his name now? He's a good actor. He's a good actor. Um, But he played Lancelot in Merlin and he played uh, Isaac Mendes in Heroes. For anyone, that's just a weird thing that I know. For anyone who has the same oddly specific television repertoire as Tom, then I'm sure you know exactly who we're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So it's broken up into different storylines, isn't it? But then yeah. it does a weird thing where, like, it keeps jumping back to yeah. and starting. So you see, like, one storyline all the way through, then it'll jump back, you'll see another one, and you'll, but you'll have seen bits of that storyline in in the others. It's like, I guess it's a bit like Six Degrees of Separation. It's yeah, it kind of is. How, yeah. how they're all linked. Because, like, uh, the first one you see is the daughter of Bill Paxton. She goes to a party um with this guy that she meets from the Cayman Islands called oh, I can't remember his name no it begins with an f i know that much um mm-hmm. and he goes to this richie's party and he tells him that oh there's all this <laughs> he owes richie loads of money and he tells him that there's bill paxton has got loads of money at his condo because he's been yeah. in there and seen it so they're like going to go rob him meanwhile yeah. she's like getting she's met some girls at this party and she's getting drugged up with them yeah. Um, and she feels really ill. And so she's like, please take me away from this party. And I said, like, doing it, they walk past someone throwing up. And later, when you see Orlando Bloom's storyline, you see that it's him that's throwing up. Uh, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But so, and then they go to a boat and then get arrested for breaking into the boat. And then it jumps back. And it's it shows just you all, all over the shows shop. shows you Orlando Bloom's character with Zoe Saldana and... They have. She's just turned eighteen, and they have sex for the first time. He's like way older as well, right? Like he's like, he's like through three years older, I think she says. It's just it just feels a bit creepy, if I'm honest. Yeah, who who says this quote? I've got a quote from this film, and <laughs> I feel like you're a beautiful mango, ripe, waiting for someone to pick you. Oh. I can't, remember, I can't remember if that's Orlando Bloom or his friend. I my favorite quote, my favorite thing that happens in this film is we're skipping ahead here, but I mean, don't ever watch it because it sucks. So I'm not I'm not spoiling it for you. But basically, one thing leads to another. Um, Orlando Bloom ends up in a situation where he's got a gun on Anthony on Anthony Mackie, who is Zoe Saldana's brother. Can't speak today. And so Orlando Bloom has a gun on Anthony Mackie. And like, if someone had a gun on you, you'd probably be like trying to talk them down or like get them to put the gun down. And he just goes, 
I can't stand you, brethren. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you, brethren. I was just he like, also does, oh my God. He also does the worst Jamaican accent that I've ever heard Orlando Bloom yeah. several times. Yeah, it's bad. They um, all do. So he, he sleeps with Zoe Saldana and then his friend is waiting outside and is supposed to like throw a rock at the window to wake them up. Yeah. Um, so that he can leave before the father and the brother get back. But his, friend's, his friend neglects to do this. So they he runs out the window, but they see that it's him. So then Anthony Mackie, they're saying that he raped her, which is interesting. Not true. Not not true and, yeah, very strange. But so mm-hmm. he decides to acid Orlando Bloom in yeah. the face. Yeah, it's not it's not nice. It's it's bad. Don't do that at home. Kids. And then and then it cuts forward four months, and he's re- Anthony Mackie is released from prison. Yeah, which I was like, you only got four months for acid. I someone. said the same thing. I was like, damn, the laws on the Cayman Islands are not strong enough. And and then Orlando Bloom is like traumatized and like depressed and all he's this living he like got... fucking frankenstein like with a hood up like cr- creeping along the beach like a little gremlin and it's like n- like the smallest patch yeah, well, i was gonna like, say not not to, not to like diminish <laughs> what he went through i'm sure it was horrible yeah but, yeah but the <laughs> the makeup that they've done for the burn is literally just like the tiniest tiny little patch. bit of like yeah, scarring like, around his me. eye you don't know what it's like to be hideous <laughs> Just like, it's okay, like um, <laughs> in in uh, have you seen Ready Player One? Yeah, yeah. You know the the, the love interest in that. Yeah, she's like I'm yeah. hideous. I'm hideous when she's got like a birthmark. Yeah, but like she's still a, you know, aesthetically pleasing human being. Very and conventionally he, he, attractive. He's yeah. That's what that's the word I was looking for. Conventionally attractive. <laughs> yeah. He's um he's still just Orlando Bloom, but he's got a little bit of scarring around his eye. Yeah, I didn't want to, yeah, belittle him, but I was thinking, you just need to, like, just crack on. You look fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then in the middle, in the meantime, Zoe Saldana's gone off the rails and mm-hmm. is, like, drugged up and is just sleeping around and getting freaked in the, in the toilets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, no better then, way to say it. And then, oh, what's the third storyline? So you then see it from Stannis the Manus's point of view. Yeah. And he like he gets called to get the daughter of Bill Paxton out of jail and he yeah. realizes that they're on the Cayman Islands. And the reason that they they escape uh, Bill Paxton and his daughter is because he receives a fax just yeah. before the feds show up saying the feds are coming and he assumes it's from Stannis the Manus but it's actually from his secretary because he previously had a bit of a fling with his secretary. Yeah, they and were Stannis, talking. Stannis the Manus <laughs> Like set them up with the feds basically to get him, to save yeah. his own skin. So he's like, "Snaky, how did, snaky." How did you get here? And he's like, "Yeah, thanks, man. If you hadn't sent that fax." And he's like, "What fax?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, my secretary sent you a fax about something else. She was supposed to send him a fax about something else." And Bill Paxton basically realizes that he's been set up by this guy. So he go. He's like, oh, "I'm just gonna go get my money." So mm-hmm. he packs all his money into a suitcase, supposedly. Yeah, uh, and they go down to the jail to get the daughter out. And the feds show up because he's called the feds. Oh, and before this, they've put Bill Paxton's bag of money in Stannis's safe. Yeah. And then the feds uh, pick him up 
and I think he's basically going to pay the feds off or something because he he goes, oh, I'll just go get the money from the safe, like haha, fuck you, Bill Paxton. He yeah. goes, he goes into the safe, and the the bag's like full of clothes or something else. I can't remember ha. actually what it we'll is. Fool he, you. He's done a switcheroo on him, and he actually put all the money under his under his daughter's mattress. Yeah, his, his daughter can go free, obviously. So his daughter gets all the money. Yeah, boys. Yeah. I'd be pretty happy with that if I was her. Whole mattress full of money. Yes, please. But also, how did he do that so quickly? Because it's all very know, neatly it's very laid neat. out. That's what I said. It's so neat. How did it's he like, do that so it's well? It's like perfectly placed under the mattress so that no one yeah. else would find it. Because also, obviously, this Richie fella goes to like rob the house and they don't find anything. Um, and also, the, throughout the film... So when they initially go to rob the house, it then cuts to another storyline. But you hear that there's been a shootout and it's like, oh, shit, that must be... Or, or I presumed that they'd shot, like, her father or something. Yeah. And then in in one of the other storylines or one of the the tellings of the story, mm-hmm. um, you see Orlando Bloom break into the boat that her and the lad break into, and that's why the police were called. And he, ah. steal, he steals something from the boat. So it's like how yeah. all the stories overlap. Um, and he he steals a gun. Mm. And then he goes and confronts Anthony Mackie, and he's like, "I just wanted to love your sister, blah blah blah." blah. And then he's like, "I'm not going to kill it too much. I'm not going to kill you because your sister's life is fucked now because she's just sleeping around. She's drugged up all the time. Like mm. you've done that to her. If you just let her be with me, she'd be happy and like all this." It's a fair point. It's a fair point. And he's like, "So I'm going to let you live with the fact that you know that you kill that you've." fucked your, your sister over basically and then as he's walking off Anthony, Anthony Mackie's like I'd rather her fuck a hundred guys than ever sleep with you or something and I think oh. it, I think it's like a I think it's like a, there's a racial divide because yeah. he's like oh, I, hate, I hate your kind and all this yeah because um, yeah. uh, they're also seen as like tourists white people right because yeah mean, even though he was like born and bred I mean, you in know, the Cayman Islands classic classic white people going places where they're not supposed to I mean, well, yeah, it's true. Kind of Anthony Mackie has a point, although the way that the family treat Zoe Saldana is just depressing. Yeah. So he's like, um, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather a shag have many people than you. So he turns around and shoots him. And then Zoe Saldana tries to like reconcile with Orlando Bloom mm-hmm. after this. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you don't know, do you? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I shot your brother. Shot your brother. So then he gets in a boat and drives off into the sun t- sunset, sails off into the sunset, I should say. That's how all good films should end. And that's the end of the film. So one of my notes for this film was the insult pussy hole is used every five seconds. So pussy you're hole. a pussy hole. You're a pussy hole. Oh, there's a lot of like um, patois and stuff like that in it, isn't there? Which is yeah. Which is quite good. I guess that's kind of realistic. They subtitle yeah. it all so you can tell what's being said. But And then um, my other note was that there's way too much breathing between Orlando Bloom and Zoe Saldana when they're kissing. It's very much like you're in the mouth again. She just loves a in-the-mouth kiss. I just feel like know. I was inside her mouth and I didn't want to be there. <laughs> it's not where I wanted to be. <laughs> this is not where I saw myself today. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> it, it for me that film felt like something i would have been forced to watch at a level film and like critically analyze but actually the editing it's in it is not, terrible not isn't good. it we've, we've both the editing spoken about is, this off podcast it's like a mad trip it's a mad trip i felt like i was on drugs it's like halfway through halfway through a shot it'll just do a jump cut to a slightly similar shot 
Yeah, um, and there's like montages that are like sped up of like Orlando Bloom getting ready and like sneaking out, and it's just like a YouTube video. Yeah, like, yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> you you said it felt like I can't remember what you said it felt like, but I was like I've never I've never had a film give me twenty to ten British YouTuber vibes. That is it, what it feels like, isn't it? Because it's like. Yeah, just jump cut halfway through a scene, or like you say, speed up, or it's like or you, an said Alfie it felt, you said it felt like an A level, me. an A level piece. Yeah, 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 like it did. Someone's made it for their A levels. Um, yeah, it was not good. I'm not. Do you know, getting onto Orlando Bloom, I'm not convinced he's a good actor. No, he was giving it three thousand percent in this film, and it did not need it. It did not need it. I said to um, you, didn't I? I was yeah, like, enjoy yeah. it. It's Orlando Bloom giving it way too much again. I just don't know. He always talks like that. You uh, don't understand. I love your sister. I would have done anything I just for hate your sister. you, brethren. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah, why was he British as well? Why was he? Why did he speak like that when he lives there since he was born? I don't know. I don't. I do not know. Yeah. I can't answer it. Um, I don't speaking of Orlando Bloom as well, do you remember? Do you remember that article I sent you? Yeah, oh God, yeah, from the newspaper, yeah. It's like, is this is this parody? Is this not? I can't remember. I think I've still got it saved because it's just... Basically, I think that Kira Knightley shouldn't have been with Orlando Bloom in Pirates of the Caribbean. She should have been with that original guy from the first film. Um, what is he, the commander? She should have been with him. Oh, Norrington. Yeah, the nice the nice man Norrington. The nice man Norrington. Not Will Turner. Will Turner. My name's Will Turner. My dad's a pirate. <laughs> but yeah, there's basically this A Day in the Life article of Orlando Bloom and he's like, I wake up in it's the horrific. sun. It's horrific. Read it out. Read it out. Dramatic reading, please. Right. Here we go. Do you want me to read the whole article? It's long, but... Um, yeah. Okay, I'll do it in my in my Will Turner voice. Dramatic reading of A Day in the Life of Orlando Bloom as read by Tom Price and go. I wake up around 6.30... <laughs> I have a smart ring sleep tracker and the first thing I do is look at the app to see if I've had a good night's sleep and check my readiness <laughs> for the day. And then I check on my daughter, who's usually up and cooing in her cot. My fiance, Katie Perry, needs her sleep, so I try to let her lie in. Daisy's a very happy baby. I'll kiss her and we'll spend some time connecting. I'll do eye-gazing with her and sing songs. Daddy loves his Daisy Dove, so she knows who Daddy is. My son's first word was Mama, but Daisy said Dada. It's amazing to be a father again. There's less anxiety at this time and more presence. I'm a Capricorn, so I crave routine. Fortunately, my partner is really into that too. I chant for 20 minutes every day religiously. I've had a Buddhist practice since I was 16, so that's infiltrated my whole being. I'll read a bit of Buddhism, and then I'll type it up and add it to my Instagram stories. Other than that, I won't look at my phone yet. I don't want to be sucked into that black hole of social media. I like to earn my breakfast, so I'll just have some green powders that I mix with brain octane oil, a collagen powder for my hair and nails, and some protein. It's all quite L.A., really. Then I'll go for a hike while I listen to some Nirvana or Stone Temple Pilots. By 9am, it's breakfast, which is usually porridge, porridge, a little hazelnut milk, cinnamon, vanilla paste, hazelnuts, goji berries, a vegan protein powder, and a cup of PG tips. 
<laughs> I'm 90% plant based. That tea doesn't fit with the porridge. <laughs> I'm 90% plant based, so I'll only eat a really good piece of red meat maybe once a month. Oh, I sometimes God. look at a cow and think, that's the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> at some point in time, we'll look back and not be able to believe we used to eat meat. My son spends my son spends half his time with me and half with my ex-wife. If he's with us, I'll get him breakfast before school. Then I'll have a shower and get dressed. I like to make an effort. No tracksuit bottoms. I have a deal with Amazon where I work with project I work on projects exclusively for them. I spend up a lot of my time dreaming about roles for myself and others, for minorities and women. I'm trying to be a voice for everybody. I had this remarkable opening chapter to my career, for which I was only semi-present. Without my Buddhist practice, I could have easily come off the rails. I've been changing the narrative in my head and feel that I can be the driver of my train. I can set it alight, but I can get a fire crew and put it out. As a Brit and a parent living in America through this election cycle, I was very challenged. The news is no longer salacious, but there's lots of work to be done. I'm super proud of my girl. Perry performed at the President Biden's inauguration. Lunch oh, is mostly God. plant-based again, vegetables or a stew. Oh my God, I will cook it's at times. <laughs> I will cook at times, but otherwise there's a team of people. Then I'll have a Zoom and read scripts. During COVID, I started building Lego again. I dip in and out <laughs> while I work. I mostly build cars and find the methodical nature of creating this little thing makes me feel like I'm achieving something else. <laughs> then I'll do heavy weights for an hour, something to exhaust me. We'll put the baby to bed, then it's dinner time. After that, I like to watch a movie or a documentary for work. I aim to go to bed by 11. I get eight Fucking hours sleep. Hell. I'm happy, so it, and so is my sleep tracker. Time is so precious. I was always giving my time to pe other people before. Now I have the space to dream. Fucking... Hell, that is one of the best things I've ever experienced in my life. That that was that was like that was another world of comedy, honestly. I'm and, really and happy for the with listener, that. like Tom was having to read it off his phone, so the FaceTime camera was like really close to his face, <laughs> which really helped with the expressions. <laughs> I felt so close to your face. <laughs> <laughs> Every like nuanced expression was just like amplified I'm by like so ten. Sorry. No, don't apologize. Oh my uh, god, I have got the glassiest eyeballs right now. Oh Holy my god. fucking shit. The Legos just sent me over the edge. <laughs> I feel like I'm creating something else. <laughs> it was when you said minorities and women. <laughs> I'm trying to be a voice for everyone. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I read that and I just skimmed it and rolled my eyes and just thought, God, he's annoying. But that just elevated it onto a plane of, of existence I never knew existed. Right. Should we give oh. Haven a rating? <laughs> Bravo. We've, we've still yeah. got another film to talk about. <laughs> Haven uh. um, was a Zoe, Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, it was, a, it was a nah from me. Uh. <laughs> Shall we move on swiftly and efficiently? Uh, swiftly moving on to oh. Constellation. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my voice broke there. Oh, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> Can I get yeah. a higher? Higher. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, God, the waveform on that doesn't look good. So, yeah, Constellation. Um, <laughs> we both just went... Uh, this film crikey what a load of shit <laughs> what a load of shite my my only note for this film tom is are the niece and uncle gonna shag question mark <laughs> yeah right they were they were eye fucking each other and t- chatting in a flirty manner so right the premise of this film <laughs> is there's this big family in I don't even know where it's based. They're a black family. I think it's Louisiana. Louisiana. Billy yeah. D. Williams is like the pa- patriarch. Yeah. Patriarch of this family. Yeah. His sister was the matriarch. She uh-huh. has died, and the family is coming together for the funeral. In the fifties yeah. or whenever, I guess, the, or the forties. I think it was the war because they went off to war. She was in love with this white man. He went yeah. off to fight in the war and they never got it together. They loved each other for their entire... It's like The Notebook if The Notebook had racist undertones. Yeah, yeah. And they couldn't be together because of their race. But they mm-hmm. ke- they kept in contact for the, like, the rest of their lives. But they obviously... Yeah. they cl- I don't think she ever married again. I don't think, no. Uh, but he clearly... Oh, no, maybe he didn't because it's his niece, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think that they... I don't think they did. I think they both just like loved each other. But they but never they got together. to be together. Yeah. So Billy D. Williams never goes to funerals, apparently, so he's not going to go to the funeral of his sister, which everyone in the family takes exception to. He's got two daughters. One is Zoe Saldana. The other is some other woman. They, yeah. <laughs> but they're both by two different mothers. Yeah. Which confused the fuck out of me. I don't know why that was needed. Yeah, the whole... It took me probably most of the film to, to work out the, the relations. family dynamic yeah yeah so I've i don't got, think i started I've to got, understand what the fuck until about is this family in. dynamic as one of my yeah, notes yeah, yeah. what same. is going on same here and billy d williams meets both of his ex-wives or is one of his one of them still his wife i don't know i don't i don't know but don't he know. tries to shag both of them yeah he's acting very inappropriate with both of them He's giving me creepy old man vibes. Randomly, Zoe's ex-boyfriend just comes to the funeral because they're all like staying at this hotel. That's yeah. the whole funeral and everything is being paid for by the white man, who yeah. was the, her lover. Yeah. And Billy D. Williams like has a go at him and says that she his sister ruined his her life because of him. She like she yeah. threw it away trying to get with him. Yeah. <laughs> the ex-boyfriend of Zoe Saldana is trying to get back with her. Mm-hmm. But for me, it felt like he was gaslighting her. Mm. Oh, hugely, hugely. He was like, "Oh, I only ever want to be with you." I don't. Basically, I think the parallel supposed to be drawn was that they had the same sort of love story as her, as her auntie who's dead and her lover. And he was like, "I don't want in thirty years us to have uh, feel like what if what." what could have been, could have, should have, would have kind of thing. Yeah, but he's just but super, then he's like, also, super manipulative. And he's like, he's also we wouldn't flirting, have had anything fl- without me and my life. So, yeah. And he's he's saying like, yeah, like, just because I was successful and you weren't, like... Just because I know what my dreams are and you don't. It's like, yeah, all right, yeah. mate, pipe down, yeah? And then he's all... The reason their relationship ended was because he had an affair with the niece of her auntie's lover. 
just weird. And just then they weird. they meet in the lobby after he's like been trying to get back with Zoe and is like it's still very flirty, a very flirty yeah. atmosphere. And I sort of felt like he was trying to seduce her as well, but she she yeah. wasn't having any of it, and she feels really guilty towards Zoe. They make up by the end of the film. But yeah, going back to the is the, is Denise and her uncle going to fuck? The first time you see them, they're like sat at a table having dinner together, mm-hmm. and they're very close, very touchy feely, very weird vibes. Yeah. And then she like yeah. makes a joke like people always think that we're a couple and not Ugh. like niece and nephew, niece and nephew, and then, niece and uncle. Correct me if I'm wrong, but later in the film, is she trying to like explain to someone that he's not her uncle by blood or something like that? I'm sure uh, there's a point where she's like, he's not technically my uncle. So there was definitely honest, like shaggy honestly, vibes. Pro- probably. I yeah. This is one. This is a film where I was just like, literally counting down every second to it till it was over. Every five minutes of this film felt like a trailer because they would play a whole song, a whole song, right, loudly. Whole song. This I've got the sound in this is horrible, horrible. It's like yeah. so so unfocused. I couldn't yeah. hear a word anyone was saying. <laughs> Me it neither. was it was like they'd gone to a, an actual restaurant, tried to film a scene, <laughs> and then stuck the microphone at the back of the restaurant, and were like, "Oh yeah, yeah we'll pick it you up." You could hear everything. Yeah, and they were playing like songs from start to finish, like in a film. You'd expect a full song to be played when there's maybe like a montage or something happening, but there would just be a song in the background of people talking. I'm Honestly like, terrible. I can't focus on all of this noise. Honestly terrible, terrible film. Dreadful. What else? What else? So, oh, the ex-boyfriend of Zoe, he's like been to Africa and he's a photographer and mm. he's like, look at these amazing shots that I took. They're shit. They are shit. And he... He's talking. The first thing you see about him is he's like talking, like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's um, oh, it's just so beautiful." I saw two men walking down the street holding hands. I just want to be. I wish we could do that here. Like, it, it was just you know, good friendship, good old fashioned friendship, right? What do you? I, I have I missed something, bro? Do, do do people hold hands when they're friends? Like, um, maybe when you're like. 13 and yeah. you're a girl yeah i don't know i've, I've i mean i would it. assume if i saw two grown men walking down the street holding hands i would think they're a couple i wouldn't yeah. think they're good friends I, I, I guess that's what he's i guess that's what he's saying is like oh we should be able to do that over here without having that presumption but i just i don't know i just wouldn't hold hands as friends <laughs> there's a weird um yeah there's a weird undertone to the whole film of just, it's just like very strange awkwardness and then my, my only other note is that zoe pronounces aunt aunt my aunt o-n-t it's the new york aunt aunt my aunt <laughs> my only other thought was um there's a scene where billy d williams is talking to his ex-wife or someone i don't think they're together but it's very flirty yeah it's and his ex what is it's his first wife his ex-wife and then he says something like, little girl, wanna dance? And I was just oh. like, dude, you don't call someone a little girl when you're trying to cop a feel, you know? <laughs> Honestly, it's not. I don't know. And Oh, right. So this is how the film is described um, on the back of the DVD. Okay. Got it. When the Boxer family gathers in Huntsville, Alabama, Alabama it's set oh, in. Oh, close. For the funeral of beloved Carmel Boxer, they are forced to come to terms with the tumultuous past 
As the soulful tribute to Carmel gets underway, the pain of her life is revealed, prompting each family member to face complex and often difficult emotions and biases of their own. Wow, that's deep. An exceptionally strong cast is the beating heart of this graceful and deeply moving film about the power of love and family. Constellation is a bracingly honest, original and life-affirming film that should be seen by anyone who has ever experienced love or ever will. Right. Uh, Did you get any of that from watching this film? No. I'm not saying that the actors aren't good because I think everyone in that... The actors were all really good, but the script was corny and awful the editing was like something from hell like it was edited oh, by a blind person horrible sure. slow fades to black yeah then yeah. fade Sound up to the mixing, next scene awful. Oh, awful awful yeah dreadful dreadful sound like count dracula there it was dreadful, it was dreadful. <laughs> i've not already got anything else to say on this it's just fucking awful yeah just bad Absolute garbage. Let's give it a rating. It's a Noe Saldana from me. Fucking Noe Saldana from me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's Um, a big old no, thank you. Right then. That takes us on to the official Zoe Saldana ranking. Officiale. I'll give you the top five. Um, Okay. Have you got any. There's not really been anything this week, has there? That I could. Mm. To give us a style for this. I'll do it in my Orlando Bloom um, voice. Yeah, do it in your um, your Orlando Bloom voice. I can't wait. In at number five, it's Crossroads. <laughs> in at number four, it's Drumline. <laughs> in at number three, Centre Stage. In at number two, Get Over It. <laughs> and in at number one, the best film ever, Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Beautiful. Loved that. Uh, where are we going to stick fucking the terminal? Um, that can go below Snipes. Below Snipes. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed Snipes more than the terminal. That's a fact. A factoid. Okay, where are we going to stick Haven? It's not as good as Law and Order. It's just, it's just I'm not. just going to put out there that it's going to go Haven Constellation. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Okay. Down what there week, we have week. it. Weak films this week. Yeah. Weak! Um it's been a week, week. Okay. Do you want to take us into, then, Zoe Monroe? <laughs> yes, I do. Right, so is it 2-1 to you? 2-1 to me. Right. Explain so, what it is. Yeah, so for those who don't know or are new to the podcast, we have a fun segment called Zoe Monroe, as Tom's just sang, and I will give... Tom, three quotes, and they will be by either Zoe Saldana or Marilyn Monroe. And he just has to guess who said what. So I'll take yeah, it very seriously. Easy. Play along at home if you want to. Are you ready, Tom? I'm I'm more than ready. Here's quote number one, Tom. Fame is fickle and I know it. It has its compensations, but it also has its drawbacks. I've experienced them both. Ooh. Oh, I'm going to go with Marilyn Monroe. It was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Well done. It was you said the word fickle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. I like that you're getting a bit, like, you mm. know, technical on it. I'm analyzing the language. Right. 
Quote number two. Are you ready? Yeah. It's not true that I had nothing on. I had the radio on. It feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> nothing uh, at all. Marilyn Monroe. Nothing at all. Stupid sexy Flanders. Um, yeah, it was Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. <laughs> Just right. thinking who would be persecuted for having nothing on. Or this like that would true. be tantalising gossip. Tantalising. Just, just getting. I'm just. I'm just t- talking you through my gameplay here. My. You know. I love it. Like I like it. You're you're helping the people at home figure yeah, out the got, formula. What you've got to do to is you. Quotes. I've got to get. The reason it takes me a while to answer is because I have to put myself into Zoe Saldana. Uh, that was a weird so sentence to, to say. So to speak. Um, I have to. Tom, get it, check yourself. Get into the mindset of Zoe Saldana. And then the mindset of Marilyn Monroe, okay, a woman yeah, I who like I know it. little about, and yeah. imagine them saying it, and then go from there. Yeah, yeah, that's the you best have to way take to into do the it. Given, I think. Take into con- uh, consideration the given circumstances. You know, the time that should be saying it, the context to which you would be saying it. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. let's go for the third one, shall we? Your third quote um, is: "I just want to be part of great stories that are told, and for them to be relevant." Zoe Saldana. Yeah, you're getting good at this. Damn. There what can is, I say? There I've is just, slight just taken the nuances in between how they speak, isn't there? Yeah. So, yeah. Tell wow. you what, well, by the end, I'll be, able to so. come, I'll be able to crack out my own Zoe Saldana quotes. You'll be like, like when people put different stuff into like a run, into like a generator and yeah, get them yeah, to yeah. Like write a whole paragraph. That'll be you. Well, right. I think well that's 3 1. Yeah, you are. You, you're doing really well at Zoe Monroe, so. Yeah. Let us know how you did at home. Um, okay. I think that's the end and it's some touch. It's the end. It's the end. So this is the end. Close your eyes. Count to ten. Um right if one, you one, two, oh, three. I, I didn't mean four. literally. Um <laughs> Okay. When uh that if you've enjoyed what am I saying? <laughs> if you've enjoyed, what are we watching next week, Tom? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what we're watching next week actually before we, we finish. Mix it cool. up a bit. I enjoyed set telling people before all the spiel about the end of the show. Um, the spiel. So next week we are watching. Guess who? Dirty deeds and the curse of Father Cordona. Mm. Wish us luck. Wish us luck. I think we might be in for a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. So yeah, we've got that to look forward to. If you've enjoyed the show, then please give us a rating a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, tell your friends about us. Spread the word. Start spreading Spread the, the news. I'm here today. If you want to contact us, you can do. We didn't have any emails this week, but if you send us an email, we'll probably read it out. Almost definitely, in fact. Got any yeah. questions for us? Um, want to tell us your thoughts on any of the films that we've spoken about? Have you seen I The Turn- like Terminal? Do you enjoy it? I want to know what you think of airport journeys and if you're someone that freaks oh, off yeah. going to the airport, Do you please love let me know. the airport? Mm, yeah, yeah, I can't get enough of it. You're fucking weirdo. You love that jet lag. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh, I just love going to Weatherspoons in the morning. Oh, oh yeah, having, shush, a, shush. having a nice crisp pint before getting on the plane. Oh. Just shush, people. <laughs> It's shit. It's fucking, you feel like so, you feel disgusting. By the end of it, you feel yeah. like the, the dirt just clinging to you. You've just been in a metal tube for eight hours. <laughs> I'm so glad you agree. Oh, disgusting. So, yeah, and get also, in, get in touch. Also, this is just a minor thing. Fuck people who can sleep on planes. 
because yeah. I don't know how you do it. And also, I fucking hate you if you're the person in front of me that puts the seat back. And then also, I hate you if you sit behind me and you kick the seat. Yeah. And ugh, the last plane journey I went on, I was like, someone put the seat back. And I was like, fuck it. People put the seat back. I'm going to put the seat back. The person behind mm. me had their feet wedged so that I couldn't put the seat back. No. Yeah. Wow. Honestly, I just hate plane journeys. Me hate too. It. This is why I don't go anywhere. I stay I stay in England where I belong. Anyway, yeah, if you want to contact us, how can they do that? Uh, chuck us an email on a rollpod at gmail.com. You can get us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at on a roll pod. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash on a roll pod. Uh, we can help support the podcast and you will also get access to our Patreon exclusive podcast, Kung Fu The Legend Continues to Continue, which is a bonus series fortnightly all about the CW show Kung Fu. We've just released our second episode of that. Um, we it's have. A cracker. We've got two episodes that you will get access to. It's a fucking cracker, um, lads. It is. Yeah, so check it out. Support the pod. You know, we've got families to feed, so help us out. Yeah, I've got my two little ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know what what that meant. Are you referring to your balls? Uh, um, I, <laughs> I was referring to my imaginary children, but sure, yeah, my balls. I just immediately thought he's talking about his testicles. <laughs> Tommy and Timmy. <laughs> oh, would, is, is it weird to have a testicle? I mean, it's weird to name me testicles, but... Tommy and Timmy, so does that make you Tom Nook? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Tom Nooksack. Um, Tom's nook. <laughs> uh, anyway. Anywho. So, yeah. Um, yeah, all the Thanks. links to everything that we've just mentioned, how to contact us, uh, follow us on social media, our Patreon, they are all in the show notes as ever. So you can yeah. find them there uh, if you get if you get lost on your internet journey. Um, <laughs> did you shout out the website as well? Uh, no, I didn't. Honorrollpod.com. Honorrollpod.com. You'll find everything there that there you, you need. Um uh, and that's about it, isn't it? Very discombobulated yeah. end to the show. But there we go. We'll see you next week. Um, enjoy your week. Um, goodbye. Enjoy. Have a good Farewell. time. Now piss what off. What are we just saying? Piss now off, piss you fuckers. Off. See you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, really. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.